turn again to Psalm 46. And uh, I, I want to draw your attention this evening to the first verse of Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Well, we're all fine, aren't we? There is a sense in which uh, we might say that we're all okay. Uh, going by many conversations that we have, I have to say that uh, I found there were a real authenticity about people this morning, talking to them before the service and after the service. People were very honest with where they are. But generally speaking, we say to, to each other, how are you doing? And the answer is invariably, fine. I'm fine. Things are going just fine with me. But more often than not, there is at least one thing that is going on inside of us or in our circumstances. There is something that actually we're not fine about. I think with most families or uh, with uh, every family, we might say there is something going on in their lives. There is um, a, a stone in our shoe, if you like, we might call it. There was a bit of grist in our shoe that is just grating at us, that is troubling us. Of course, there is often something going on in people's lives. And in particular seasons, we need a strong refuge, if not all the time. We need a strong refu refuge. We need something or someone to hold on to. And if anything else this evening, this is an opportunity for us to remind each other as a fellowship to trust in God. That's very simple, isn't it? To trust in God. And that is not to trust in your own ability. It's not to trust in your good works. It is not to trust in other people. It is to trust in God. He is our refuge and strength and help. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Psalm 46, we, we need to get a little bit of background to Psalm 46. It's known as the, um, as the basis for the famous reformer, Martin Luther. Some of you might have heard of Martin Luther, Martin Luther the famous reformer. He used the psalm as a basis for a very well-known hymn called A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Maybe you've heard about it. But Luther and his companions, despite the fact that he, he was so bold and they went through a lot of danger and fighting against the church at the time, and uh, he faced death, he faced serious consequences, but he had times when perhaps his feelings were the same as the psalmist who said, why art thou downcast, O my soul? But in such hours, the story goes, the unflinching reformer 
would cheerily say to his friend, he had a friend by the name of Melanchthon, and he would say to his friend, let's go, Philip, let's come, Philip, let us sing the 46th Psalm. And they would get together and they would sing the 46th Psalm together. God is our refuge and our strength and our ever-present aid, they would start. And he, would, he developed his own words, which we will hear about. It's the emphasis of the psalm in Psalm 46. Well, one of the main emphasis is in the presence of God. You can notice if you've got a Bible with you in verse 1 and verse 5 and verse 7 and verse 11, the underlying sort of theme there is God's presence with his people. I wonder if you've ever taken a friend to hospital, they've cut themselves or they've got a stomach pain or they've got some sort of ailment and you take them to A&E and you're sitting there waiting in triage and you're sitting there waiting to be seen and what's the, what's the underlying thing that's going on there that you're with them? You're with them. And what the psalmist is saying here is that God is present with his people that he promises them that he will never leave them nor forsake them. God is with us. The presence of God. God is not some distant deity who is unaware and unconcerned about his children. No, he is with his people. And he has shown us that by sending his son Jesus Christ into the world to be with his people. You are a Christian if you're a believer here this evening. You are, your body is the temple of God. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. God with us, Jesus with us. And so the, the presence of God and the difference it makes when we trust him in the changes and difficulties of life, the focus is on the Lord and what he is to his trusting people. And the circumstances behind the psalm are, are unknown, maybe it's difficult to know exactly what they are, but Jerusalem has been attacked but God has intervened on behalf of his people and destroyed the enemy. And the psalmist sings of victory won by the Lord Almighty and of that city in which God dwells. And we might call the psalm the song of faith in troubled times. I wonder this evening, what is it or who is it that you are trusting in? Are you relying on your own strength? Are you trusting in your, your good works to get you through another week? Are you trusting in your success as a student and the, 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 the level of commitment that you've shown in your works? Are you, are you trusting in all these things? The psalmist says, are you trusting in a sense, are you trusting in Almighty God in Christ? The song of faith in troubled times. God is the refuge and the strength and the help of the Israelites. Let's notice uh, the three things that the psalmist uh, speaks about here. God is our refuge, first of all. The word translated refuge in verse 1 means a shelter, a, a rock of refuge. And while the word in verse 7 and 11 means a stronghold, a high tower, a fortress, both words mean God is a dependable refuge for his people. 
when everything around them seems to be falling apart. And there are seasons, aren't there, friends, when we, when we go through seasons where it just seems that there is one thing after the other that seems to be going wrong. And we could say, well, it doesn't rain, it pours in our lives, and it seems to be one thing after the other that goes wrong. And you think, what is coming next? Why is it that I'm going through all these difficulties? What is it that I will face next? If it doesn't rain, it pours. God is our refuge. It reminds me of a, of a story of a village, and in the village there was this mayor who was an artist, and he just loved painting. And he said to the people of the village, right, we're going to have a competition. And the theme of the competition is peace. And I want you to paint me a picture that depicts the theme of peace. And there were three finalists in the, that got to the last three. And the first finalist was a beautiful picture of a, of a forest and a tranquil stream. And it was, a, it was a wonderful picture of tranquility. And the second finalist was of a family. And you could see in the picture that the family were all happy and they were laughing and they were sitting around the table. And there was a real spirit of joy around the table as the family communed together. And the winner of the competition was somebody who took everybody's surprise. The winner was a, was, was a surprise to most people. The picture was of this great storm. In the background was dark storm, the lightning and the clouds and the darkness and the gray. There was a, there was a river at the bottom and there was this rock cliff. And you had to look at the picture for a while. And on the ledge of, uh, of, of the rock cliff, was a nest with a bird sitting in the eye of the storm underneath a ledge. And that's a bit what our lives are, are like, aren't they? When we reel with each other, we say, well, I've, perhaps you say, well, I've come this evening and I've had a rubbish week. I've had stuff going on in my week that I would rather forget about. And you know what we're doing this evening? We're coming into a refuge in the sense that we're coming into church, not because we have it all sorted out, not because we are strong enough to handle everything that comes our way in this life. No, we come because we know that we cannot handle it in our own strength. We know that we are those who are needy, in need of the gospel of grace of God in our lives. God is our refuge. God is our refuge. I know, I remember what I was like when I was maybe 20. The world was my oyster. I didn't need any help. And yet life and providence shows us <laughs> that we do not have the strength ourselves. God is our refuge. Three things we can say about God being our refuge, that God is impregnable. He holds his own in any and every situation. Again, Luther's hymn goes like this, a mighty fortress is our God, 
a bulwark never failing, our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. God is impregnable. Secondly, God is accessible. We have access to God like it's amazing. I understand that if you go to a mega church in America, there is a waiting list of about six months to see the pastor. Can I see the pastor, please? Oh, you'll have to go in the diary and, oh, yeah, let's four, five, six months' time. And, oh, thank you. Hi, pastor. I've been going through. Actually, the, the problem that I wanted to talk about was five months ago. This evening, you'll be in church and you can go home and get into your room and say, Lord, Father, thank you that I can talk to you. Thank you that you hear me. Thank you that in Christ, you are my refuge. We have access to God. But then also, God is delightful. God is delightful. Do you delight in the Lord? Our lives are so busy, aren't they? We have this going on and we have that going on. And even in the church, there's so much going on. And and, and all of it is really, really, really good. But our lives are are so busy and this is going on and busy with that. And we're busy with this and we're busy with that. Are are, Are we delighting in the Lord in the midst of our lives? What's the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? What is the first thing that I think about when I wake up in the morning? Is it the the cricket score or the football score or the latest transfers or I don't know, what what is it for you? Do we wake up in the morning and, and think about the Lord delighting in him, delighting in Jesus and thanking him for another day? God is our refuge, but God is our strength as well. God is our strength. Uh, Let me ask you just right now, what is your strength? What is your strength? If you're a if you're an extrovert or if you're an, if you're an introvert a little bit like me, actually, I, I, I find I, I'm refueled when I spend a bit of time by myself. I, I get energy, I, I, I get refueled, and then I, I go back into the mix and I meet with people and I spend time with people and I go out again and I, and I refuel again. If you're an extrovert, you, 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 you're refueled by having people around you and spending time with people. What I hope is that whether we're an introvert or an extrovert, Our strength is in God. You see that? Whatever our personalities, whatever our makeup, whatever's going on in our lives, whatever we're like as a person, it is the same that God is our strength. And the message of the society, the world in which we live, is that our strength is within 
that we can find power and everything that we need is, is just within us. Just rely on yourself. Rely on your own strength. It's all about your own inner strength, and that is where that, that is how you'll, you'll, you'll fuel yourself. And the gospel that, and the Bible says to us, actually, actually the, the, the strength that we need is out with us. The Bible tells us that our strength comes from out with us. Our God, as somebody said, our God is all sufficient for our needs. And in times of crisis, the, the Jewish leaders were prone to turn to, to Egypt for help. They would turn, they would go to Egypt, and, and the, the Egypt would be their refuge and their strength. When they should have turned to the Lord and trusted Him, oh, how patient the Lord was with His people. And time and time again, they would go to their own devices or they would go to Egypt and there they would, they would look for strength and they couldn't find it. But God is an ever-present help. He strengthens the weak. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, Psalm 147. And the great paradox of Christianity is that it is in our weakness when we are strong, as Paul teaches us. It is not in our high points. It is not on the mountaintop. It is in our weakness there where God really meets us. And there we are strengthened, as Paul went through his own difficulties. We're not sure what is meant by the thorn, in, uh, the thorn in his flesh, and we'll probably have different versions of what that actually means. But he says, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Are we delighting in our weaknesses? You see the, the whole paradox, and it goes against what society says to us. Society says, you've got to be on the mountaintop. You've got to be successful. You've got to be powerful. You've got to be successful. You've got to be bright. You've got to have all these things, and it is there where you find yourself. It is there where you find strength. The Bible says it's the opposite, and we see it on the cross, don't we? We see humility we see death, and there is strength. And it's the same with our own lives, where there is humility, where there is weakness, where there is a humbling ourselves before Almighty God. There is power. There is strength. And Andy will say, really, and Will will say before coming up to preach, they will say, well, if I am confident, if I'm not nervous, if i got the world at my oyster and I'm going to give it to them and I'm going to use my own strength to give it to them this evening, that's not a great place to be. But if you come before and you, you're saying to the Lord on your knees, Lord, I can do nothing by myself. Or you approach that difficult conversation that you have to have with such and such a person this week 
and you're overly confident. You say, I'm powerful. I've got all the words. I've got all the resources. I've got everything that I need. I'm going I'm I'm to sink that person as opposed to saying, Lord, oh, how weak I am. I have nothing to offer you. I have nothing to offer these people, but you are my refuge. You are my strength. Would you help me? You see the difference? You see the difference? Eric Little, famous Scottish Olympian, he said two quotes. He said, the secret of my success over the 400 meters is that I run the first 200 meters as fast as I can, and then for the second 200 meters, with God's help, I run faster. I <laughs> love that. And he says this as well. He says, victory over all the circumstances of life comes not by might nor by power, but by a practical confidence in God and by allowing his spirit to dwell in our hearts and control our actions and emotions. Learn in the days of ease and comfort to think in terms of the prayer that follows so that when the days of hardship come, you will be fully prepared and equipped to meet them. The Lord strengthens us in times of trouble. I wonder this evening, a question for you and I, are we open to the help of the Lord? Are we full of pride? Are we, are we prideful? I don't need His help. Or are we open to his strength? Lord, I, I really, really need your help. Think of the, the famous uh, poem, Footprints in the Sand. You know the poem, and the, the person was with the Lord, and he says, Lord, why? Why at my deepest troubling times are there only one set of footprints in the sand? And what did the Lord say? The Lord says to him, it was in those deepest troubling times that I carried you. I carried you. I was with you because I had promised you that I would never leave you nor forsake you. The God, God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is our help. He is ever near. He is sympathizing. He is faithful. He is real and potent is our God. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God helps us in need, doesn't he? Think of a friend in our village who walks with a walking stick. If you're injured, you, you, you might have a crutch and, and, you, and, you, and you need help. But that's not, a, that's not what, an, what an atheist might believe. The atheist says about Christianity, well, Christianity is for the weak. It's for people who need a crutch to lean on. You might have a conversation with an atheist, and they might say about, about, about your belief, they might say, that's fine for you. I'm happy that you get so much out of your faith, they might say. What do we need as believers? As believers, we need the humility to say that God is the one who we need. We cannot do it without God. What does that look like, that God is our help? And practically, just before we finish off, 
I visited recently a, a lady in, a, a man in, in, in hospital who was very, very sick and his wife was at his bedside. And uh, she, he had a, a massive stroke and she hadn't left his bedside for days and she told me the story about when he became ill and they were in a, in a restaurant and uh, he, he had a stroke and uh, hardly anybody in the restaurant knew what had taken place because it was just silent and there was, this, uh, there was a little bit of activity around him. And they got him outside and they set him outside the restaurant and in this community, one person after the other would go to them and offer their help. And she said the community were absolutely amazing. Before she knew it, the ambulance had arrived and he was off in hospital and taken to hospital. And I thought about that and I thought about the way that the Lord works for those who are in trouble, those who are suffering, those who are really, really struggling. And if you're part of this community, I know you will know what I mean by this because when we are down, then God's people are around us and they lift us up and they pray for us and they take us by the hand and they take us through that adversity. Isn't that what the God's church is like? I know that this church is like that. And that is how God works. He, he uses ordinary people like you and I to help us, to, 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 to carry us, to take us through the storms of life. God is our help. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help. What does that mean as we finish off? What does that mean well, I love this devotional that I came across. It says this, this assurance from the Lord ought to take care of all our fears and problems. God is our refuge. He hides us. God is our strength. He helps us. And these two go together. At times in our lives, we need a refuge the storm is blowing and the battle is raging and we have to run somewhere to hide. It's not a sin to hide, but it is a sin to stay hidden. God hides us so that he can help us. Then we can return to the battle and face the storm. This is not escape, but rejuvenation. What about you this evening? What about you this evening? Do you have a hard, hard, hard heart? Is your heart hardened where, your heart hardened where, I, I, I'm, I'm not prepared to take anybody's help. I have all the answers that I need to all my questions. The world is my oyster. Is there a hardness about your heart? The Bible proves that it is in weakness where there is strength. Again, we come to the cross, and the cross is our example. Jesus Christ humbling himself, dying on the cross for you and for me. There is power. There is strength. Or perhaps this evening, you need to hear that it's okay to let down the mask, to be vulnerable before God, and to be like a little child coming to God and saying to God, I 
have messed up. I am weak. I am struggling. And I just need you to be there for me. Because I know that there are people in this room who will be hurting, who will be struggling, who will be filled with doubts, who will be filled with pain, who will be grieving the loss of loved ones, who will be down in the dark, dark valley. And you need to know that God is a refuge and a strength and a help. And if you do not know God, if you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then now is your opportunity to turn your life over to him and he will be with you for the rest of your life. God has promised his people that I will never leave you nor forsake you. God promises for anybody who turns to him in repentance that he will not turn them away and draw them into his family. But perhaps tonight you need to hear that it's okay to allow God to hide you, to help you be rejuvenated. He is kind, merciful, loving, and his grace is sufficient for all of your needs. His grace is sufficient. Let's finish with the words of Luther. A mighty fortress is our God. Did we in our own strength confide trust? Our striving would be losing. Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing? You ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabaoth, his name, from age to age the same. And he must win the battle. And he, indeed, he has won the battle already on the cross. Let's give praise to God. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble.